Hey world, it's Simone here. You are now tuned into Bonnets and Do-Rags, a Pillow Talk podcast. So if you are a new listener, uh, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. So Bonnets and Do-Rags is a Pillow Talk podcast in which young millennials can have those comfortable, vulnerable conversations with one another. The idea comes from the fact that when you're laid up in the bed with your bonnet or your do-rag on, you're most comfortable with the person that you're laying next to and you're having those intimate conversations. So we want to make sure that we transcribe that into this podcast. So today... I have a very special guest with me, one of my good friends. His name is Devon, a.k.a. Debbie Day. What's mm-hmm. going on, Dev? How you doing? Um, first off, I want to thank you for having me on this. You know, no problem. It's a dope concept, dope name. I, I like it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. No problem. Happy to have you here. So tell the world who you are, where you're from, what you got going on, how they can find you on the internet, all that good stuff. Okay, okay. Well, people know me as Debbie Day, singer, songwriter, artist, whatever, create music or whatever. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Recent graduate of Albany, major in communication and journalism. Con you know major. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find my music on Debbie Day. Pretty simple. D E V Y space D A Y. Pretty much all, man. I don't like to talk about myself too much. But on SoundCloud, you can find me on Instagram as well, Debbie underscore Day. And then Twitter, just Debbie Day, one word. <laughs> I won't follow back. What? I'm playing, I'm playing. I was about to say, don't be stingy with the follows. I'm not bougie yet. I ain't making it. Yet. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many followers you got right now? Uh, 2,000-something. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't really keep tabs on it yet. You know, it's nothing major yet, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, but your Twitter be booming, though. Yeah, I mean, hey. You get quite a few retweets. You got to tweet. You know, you got to tweet for the people, honestly. <laughs> Twitter's fun. You know, if you can be fun on Twitter, it's, it's dope, yes, to be honest I with you. I love Twitter. Like, what's your favorite social media platform? Mine is Twitter. It's Twitter. Yeah. Honestly. Isn't it popping? Like, you can do everything. Like, you can post your thoughts. You can post a video, picture. You can cry. You can look at somebody and be like, damn, they fine. Oh, like, my God. You can be political. It's, it's true, though. It's amazing. The best part of Twitter is you could be on Twitter, but not be on it. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You can scan through, look at it. Everything else is like, you need to be you interactive. Make- you know, Snapchat got posts on here and there. Yeah. IG got posts on here and there. Twitter, you can go on all day and not say a word, mm-hmm. but still have fun on it. At yeah, the end absolutely of the day. right. That is so funny. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, follow me on Twitter if you haven't yet via underscore. Or no, via Sim, via Simone underscore. Get it right. <laughs> I know. I just changed it. I'm trying to rebrand myself, you know, so I got to get with it. So, yeah. So, today I brought you on the show because I wanted us to have a little bit of confessions talk. Okay. So, it's to my understanding that you have a new song called Confessions. Yes. Yes, I did. Indeed. Dog Ass Nigga. Yeah. Tell the people more. What is that about? Um, you know, honestly, as a singer, I feel like, you know, singers usually fall in the whole trend of making love songs mm-hmm. all the time. And I knew I felt like I was like kept making a lot of love songs and I wanted to break away from that. So me and my good friend, Mike Mitch, also a rapper, um, me and him spoke about doing a project and what the project led to be is a whole concept of best being a savage. And with confessions, dog ass nigga, basically it's um just getting it off your chest. Who you really are, you know, just just know that things aren't perfect, but it's okay. You know, as a man, we could do what we want to do. And sometimes girls really, there's nothing you could do about it. I mean, yeah, as a man, you can do whatever you want to do. But when you're in a relationship, that's mm-hmm. different. No, that is true. But <laughs> so that is speak- true. So the person in that um, song is a single man. Yeah, there's a okay. single man speaking. Yeah. Okay. I speak for all single men out there because it's easy to speak for all really? single men out there. It's easy to do that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You know what's interesting, too? Um, 
You, on your Twitter bio, you have CEO and creator of Faithful Black Man Association. Exactly. But you got a song out called Confession slash Dog Ass Nigga. You got to like. show versatility <laughs> in music. But you you probably say you got to show versatility now. Uh-huh. It's all about versatility now. So which one is it? You could do both. Oh, Honestly, I'm going to speak of both. You know what I'm saying? That's what you, come on. Pull out the rough people, Get man. you a man that can do both. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, know someone that can hold it down when you got to hold it down. Oh, Pretty my much. God. Okay. <laughs> have a lot of um, members of oh, yeah. your association. Oh, yeah. We're branching out real. Like, right now, we got the Northeast on lock right now. The we got a lot of people. <laughs> it's spread from all of me to, back to the city. There's a lot of faithful black men out there that they don't give us credit for, to be wow. honest with you. Times have changed. It's 2017. We got to stop this whole sad men ain't, men ain't shit. We got to stop that now. No, we do. We do. It's the different. men ain't shit narrative. Yeah, girls are taking over with that, you know? This, I, we need to stop the savage narrative, too. Not necessarily like savage, like you're on your grind, but savage, mm. like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to talk to whoever I want. Like, we need to we need to cut that out. What the, on the grown. woman's side, on the, y'all need to stop um, that. Men don't talk like that. <laughs> it's the hurt women that speak like that. The hurt women. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's the word we live in. Play before get played. That's yeah. it. But why? I feel like it's like a survival's game out here. Like, why is it a whole play before you get played type? Because if I feel like we we continue on like that, we're just gonna end up hurting everyone. Like it doesn't. Like what's the point? Pretty much, it's a cycle. To be honest with you, yeah. someone gets played, they take that as a lesson. Well, I can't get close to people, so I'd rather play you before you play me. And that's just the cycle we live in. That's you know? no way to live though. It's not. But what can you say? What can you tell someone that's hurt? You can't tell them get over it. Someone that's hurt is going to get over when they get over it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I could tell my friend, hey, it's okay. You'll get better. I ain't going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. They got to figure that out for themselves. What kind of advice do you give to your friends when they're in little doozies like that? You know, well, uh, for me, honestly, I've been there. Mm-hmm. So I can see where they're coming from. But I know when I was in that situation, basically what I told myself was, I'm young. And I'd rather go through that now than after 20 years of marriage. You got yeah. people that get divorced after 20 years and they over settling financial disputes and children and stuff like that. If you don't got to settle that, you still got your youth and you got your health. You can move on, do better things, honestly. Mm-hmm. Use it as a lesson. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. Okay, so let's get into this uh, confession song. So right now you're about to hear Debbie Day and Mike Mitch, Confessions. Ow! <laughs> Confessions of a non-be single Yeah, yeah Or better yet, confessions of a ain't shit nigga Yeah, yeah She calling me a dog, I'm like, how you figure? figure. Yeah, yeah I'm just on the pride, just me and my niggas Just me and my Confessions of a non-be single Yeah, yeah Or better yet, confessions of a ain't shit nigga Yeah, yeah she calling me a dog, I'm like, how you figure? Yeah, yeah. I'm just on the project, just me and my niggas. Just me and my, just me and my, just me and my. I've been on my shit. Ain't a lot of girls, you can tell me I ain't hit. I'm looking like Jordan, boy, against this. I'm feeling like Curry, boy, I can't miss. Ain't no shame in my game. If you ask your girl, I bet she say the same. Guarantee I'll have her screaming my name. My name, my name. 
just wanna fuck, but I don't even know what her name is. Shorty giving so much top, oh God, I think she brainless. And she better swallow, cause I don't like any stains, bitch. Glazing like a Cinnabon, right after I make a confession of an RB single, yeah. Or better yet, confessions of an ancient nigga, yeah. Callin' me a dog, I'm like, how you figure, yeah I'm just on the prize, just me and my nigga Just me and my, just me and my confessions of a non be singer, yeah A better yet of an ancient nigga, yeah She callin' me a dog, I'm like, how you figure, yeah I'm just on the prize, just me and my niggas just me and my, just me and my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you know my words be misconstrued, so enthused See, I'm a winner, baby, pick and choose a different aura My words will slaughter Every time I'm reminiscing, meeting parents I'm like, take your daughter, it's way too late She stayed too late, I left too early So miss Shirley, I'm still so sorry I still ain't shit, still gonna hit She still gonna scream, she still gonna lust I'm still gonna leave, she still gonna fiend She just want a nigga, so she'll feel appreciated Cutie from the club inside my phone is how I saved it I don't even know how I'm not caught from games I'm playing Know that I'm a dog, but man, we gon' do what we want And woman, hey Confessions of an R.B. singer, yeah Or better yet, confessions of an ancient nigga, yeah She calling me a dog, I'm like, how you figure, yeah just on the prize, just me and my niggas Just me and my, just me and my confessions of an R&B singer, yeah A better yet of an ancient nigga, yeah She calling me a dog, I'm like, how you figure, yeah I'm just on the prize, just me and my niggas Just me and my, just me and my, yeah, yeah, yeah Confessions of a non be singer, be singer, be singer. Confessions of a non be singer, be singer, be singer. Yo, know my words be misconstrued, so enthused See, I'm a winner, baby, pick and choose A different aura, my words were slaughtered In different order, these chicks be calling Really, do I answer? They answer to all my voices And pieces of many women, plenty women I'm befriending, they fuck me, then I friend them again Benefits of a friend, or even friend of a friend Let her call me a dog, bet I hit it again Scream, get out of my life, then re-enter again I swear the dick is too good, I swear the skin is too thin Now the chick is too thin, and now the chick is too thick Now the pussy too tight, and I'm just hoping it fit Steady causing a fit when I be leaving the crib It be like 6am Never seeing the sun I always beat it and run Running from all my problems I feel like she be the one Swear to God that I'm tripping Always limp when I'm pimping When she telling me different Always struggled with listening One woman sufficient All these women efficient Think I hook something special Yeah the nigga still fishing Bigger fish in the sea What's a pond to a sea What's a lake to the ocean What's commitment to hoes And what's a bone to a dog What's a ring to a marriage When mentally you engaging In fornication with the hoes You were smashing Now hold up Confessions of a swing gang nigga I used to swing ding back in 8th grade nigga Mama seen so many Faces can't hang, pitches only hang with Team Swain Cause they can't hang with us Presidential Suisse, we got the campaign with us
us Bitches in bra and panties bring champagne with us Your mama call us daddy, we got ving rings with us Ass naked in the kitchen cooking bacon, which was finished, what's up? Pretty lady, what's up? Got the girl of your dreams, but there's nothing to us Why y'all taking shots, we just laying it up Couple girls telling me how to hate in my guts But they all come back and I be filling them up They come for more, cause they making game enough She says she love me, but I'm calling the blood Let me tell you, man First things first, you can't love these hoes Y'all be taking chances like I screamed around the moat Man, these girls are poisoning, everybody know Never trust a big button smile She said, I don't care that you fuck my friend We not close, she just a friend of a friend So let me ride in your new black vans But I'ma ride you until the night ends like Dog ass niggas Keep calling us dog ass niggas They keep calling us dog ass niggas Why you calling us dog ass niggas, cuz? girls be wildin', yeah, and these girls be wildin', yeah, and these girls be lying. these girls be wildin', lying, wildin', lying. oh lord, they wildin' and lying. they wildin' and lying. listen. by Debbie Day and Mike Mitch. Let them know how you feel about that song. Mention at Dev at Debbie underscore Day and let him know how you feeling about that. I would appreciate that. It's, it's a lit song. I'm not going to hold you. No, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. I, I like your music. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know, you've been low. I'm not going to lie. You've been low and I really appreciate it because yeah. that's love at the end of the day. No I problem. Yeah, especially when my friends have good music. I'm going to bump it. Uh, like, I mean, that's but, what we're trying to do, honestly, to be honest with you. Just make different sounds and make it sound good at the end of the day. Yeah. I have to say, though, if my friend sends me a song and I'm not messing with it, I'm not going to tell them. Are, do you tell people? Yeah. You do? I feel okay. like you have to be honest to be at the end of the day. Like, I know me when I send songs out, yeah. I want your honest opinion at the end of the day. Because so, I might think it's dope, but if you don't, I want to see what you see. But what do you do if someone's like, yo, this shit is trash. Like, <laughs> this is not the one. Well, luckily. That's offensive. Luckily, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to be honest, though, at the end of the day. Yeah. If it's really their passion, they got to take criticism with it. Like, if it was a sport or nothing. If you think someone's not good at a sport, they could do better. You got to let them know that so they could better themselves. Yeah, you're right. If some of them makes poor music, they're going to keep making poor music until otherwise, told otherwise. So that's really how you make it better. If you're their true friend, let them know. Mm-hmm. It's like letting a friend know they breast stink in the morning. <laughs> you got to tell them. You're going to let yeah. them just rock? Yeah. Come on, right. So at what point did you realize that you were your music was A1? Well, I'm not A1 yet. <laughs> As I know it's A1 when I'm getting paid for it. But um, oh, okay. I felt I was pretty decent when I made my first project. I was, what, 18, 19 when I first dropped that, and I just felt like it was different. You what know, was your I, first project? That Fifty Shades of Debbie Day, whatever. Is that the one with um, Parker McKenna on the um, front? Yeah. Oh yeah. My, yeah. Yo, I love that mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. That's the mixtape that we made the Martin and Gina video. Yeah, exactly. Too. Exactly. Oh exactly. That was your first tape? That was my first time I started I music. That, I started that. music that year. That was the first time I started music. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You progressed. But you yeah. came out the gate with some fire, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Honestly, I, I felt like it was good. For yeah. my age bracket, I felt like I was talking about different things, you know? Yeah. Like, my writing back then, I definitely thought was ahead of my age group. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. Nah, it was good. So, what do you have coming up? Well, I just finished the collab project with Mike Mitch, okay. honestly. So that's, oh, it's a collab mixtape. Yeah. So, okay. that's done. That's 12 songs. It's done. I, I think it's dope, honestly. But, I mean, I'm not trying to be biased here. But that's just me speaking. <laughs> And after that, I plan on doing a, the first really official solo project where it's like me now. Like the music I make now, I feel it's so much better than I progressed. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now it's time to really like take that 
and run with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to make it a personal tape. Because I've done my research and I feel like for you to be an artist that really connects with your fans, you got to be personal with it. Mm-hmm. Take that blueprint like Drake, the Drakes out there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like People could tell Drake's biography and don't even know him. You know what I'm saying? He's very personal. So I feel like that's what's right I got to take. And so in terms of personal, you mean like your upbringing or how you've dealt with like adversity, like in terms of relationships, yeah, friendships? Everything. Like, oh, everything. Everything. Okay. Everything. Even name drop. Mm. Oh yeah, I feel like name that, drop. A name drop. I feel like oh. you know, be personal. Okay, Drake. I mean, if the song, <laughs> listen, at, if you if you name drop somebody, but the song was good, they're gonna be like, eh, yeah, I hate you drop my name, but damn, that hook is fire. You know, what I always <laughs> think about is when Drake was like Courtney from Hooters on Peach Street. Exactly. And for like a week, she was flexing with that. Exactly. Like she had a party. Like this is Courtney from Hooters on Peach Street. Like, come on. I mean. Hey man, it's good. Any promotion is good promotion. Yeah, you're at the right. End of you're day. right. Any press is good press. Exactly. Mm. I don't mm. know. What you mean? <laughs> you gotta be. Some people honest. might be offended. They may be offended, but it's art, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't tell a poet change my name in that poem. They wrote that poem because they got hit with an emotional situation where they felt they could write about it. Yeah. And if I'm making a song about you, you should feel it. That means you had an emotional pull on me some way, somehow, mm-hmm. whether it was negative or positive. Mm-hmm. For me to mention your name, I'm not going to waste my breath if I didn't care. Yes, obviously you care. Exactly. Hmm. So, hey, why not? You're absolutely right. It's like build a fan base. That's how you last long with a good fan base. So yeah, you do. You're trying to follow that Have formula. some loyal fans. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that tape, that, that new album's trash, but I still love them, though. Yeah. I got that Drake, the, the Drake, the Drake syndrome. Effect. It doesn't matter. Everything is good if you made Drake made it. Exactly. I don't care. He called for him to be, oh, I love it. <laughs> Drake got that pull. It's an Instagram lyric. I'm telling you. It's true. I'm telling you. That's pull. Yeah, I know it is. That's being comfortable right there. So who's your favorite artist out right now? Hmm. You see, that's tough because I like a lot of different kind of music, Mm -hmm. and especially in, like, rap. Let's let's be honest. Rap has different kinds of genres. Yeah. Just like rock and roll. You know, you got pop and, you know, all that other stuff. Right now, damn, that's hard. That's really hard, to be honest with you. I love Drake. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to lie. Like, I can't really criticize Drake. Drake followed the formula and did what he had to do and made great music. But I feel like on singing spectrum, Trey Songs. I really? Can't, I can't. I can't. I can't put anything over Trey Songs. Trey Songs is the reason why I started making music. To be honest with you. Aww. I feel like yeah, he you was feel that like you first influence. With him? Yeah, that was that was my first influence. To be honest with you, Trey Songs is the biggest influence on me musically. Honestly, out of any artist I've listened to. What's your favorite Trey Songs song? <laughs> hmm, that's tough. I gotta go. <laughs> A classic. Gotta go. A classic. Yeah. People forget Trey Songz could really sing. He, I know. Yeah, he, he really can. He could get and soulful. he's been in the game for a while. Long time. For I think I want to say maybe he's going on ten years, a little about, more than since. 10 years. Yeah, about I'm probably eleven, like oh six, oh five. I yeah. think when he first with the Dra- um braids and all that. Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah. But Trey Songz, that's my guy. Honestly, mixtapes and all. Mm-hmm. Everything. I respect it. All the anticipation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was waiting for that third one for a long time. I, know. I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> I heard it was good, though. Slacking. Like, yeah, get on that. Yeah, honestly. me too. Oh, my goodness. My favorite is Wonder Woman. Do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah, I remember Wonder Woman. Of Wonder course. Woman is of my Of course. Joy. You oh, see? My goodness. People forget. Trace. I know. That's an old one. That's like an 07 mm-hmm. song. That's when he's still soulful. Listen, he, he gave, became a sex icon making yeah. sex songs. That's all he's known for now. Yeah. But the boy can sing. <laughs> Don't sleep on it. He can. I saw you tweet um, earlier something about how everyone's always jacking 90s R&B. Oh, but yeah. But 2000s R&B is yeah. elite. It yeah. is so good. What do you feel is better? 
I'm gonna have to go with 2000s. Thank you. Oh, and I think the only reason why I say that is because that's what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I totally love and respect mm-hmm. 90s R&B, but something about that 2000s vibe, that Ja Rule Ashanti vibe. It was vibe, energy. Like, yeah. The energy was energy different. The energy is way different. Like, just yesterday, I was bumping a bunch of 2000s R&B. Like, mm-hmm. Mario, Just a Friend. Yeah. Amory, One Thing. Like, it's just, yes. the energy was so, like, I don't know. I can't even explain. It's just, it just it puts me in a good mood, to be honest yes. with you. 90s R&B is cool, but I feel like we're forced to say, nah, that was the best R&B because we grew up on that and mm-hmm. it's old love songs and stuff like but that. But technically, we didn't grow up on it because I mean, you were born yeah. in 94. 94, 90, yeah. Okay, and I was born in 93. Mm-hmm. So when that music was bumping, like, we were two, three. Yeah. So when we were able to really, like, understand the music mm-hmm. and resonate with the music, we were, like, what, seven or eight mm-hmm. and... What year was it? Like 2000? 2002, 2003, yeah. 2004 and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I feel like that's how I can identify. You came up on, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I, I respect 80. I, I think my um my all-time favorite, though, is 80s R&B, though. 80s. Like cameo. 80s. Yes. Ugh. No, but It listen, was good. Listen, all this, all of your favorite songs today, or yeah. even from 10 years ago, right. were sampled by 80s R&B No, songs. you're right. You're completely right. Honestly, oh, Marvin Gaye and all that good. It has a soft spot yeah. for me. No, you're right. You're completely right. You come, I, but 2000s to me, yeah. psh, that's that's just different to me. Yeah. That's that real. Mm. What's your favorite um, 2000s R&B song? Ooh. I know there's a whole list. I, I could go on for days, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, damn. I really loved A. Marie, to be honest Me with you. Me too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, A. Marie, I liked a lot. That first album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it called? Why Do We Fall In Love? I think so. Yeah. That, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that <sighs> that puts me in such a good mood, to be yeah. honest with you. I can't, I, honestly, like, I it's think A. Marie was probably my, one of my favorite singers. But for some reason, Cassie, Me and You... Oh, Even yeah. though she's not the greatest singer in the world, no. that song just that vibe it, though. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. that start. Okay, let's go. <laughs> you know, it's just it, it gets you in a good mood. Yeah. The vibes is different though. Yeah. 90s was slow. 2000 picked up the pace and just put you in a, put you in a better mood. Yeah, I know. For me, like I have a whole bunch of people that I really liked, but like the soundtrack to my childhood life mm. is Jaheem mm-hmm. and Jagged Edge mm-hmm. because that's what my dad played in the car all okay. the time. You see? Mm-hmm. And so like that just brings back such good memories of just riding down riding in the car with the windows down mm-hmm. and my dad's beamer. It was just oh, so man. lit. See? Like that's I why Tory Lanez is a monster. Yeah. Tory Lanez, Tory Lanez, is, Lanez is such a jacker though. Oh, oh my god. But hold goodness. on though. But hold on though. Tory Lanez's career start well not them I say start. No, I'll you, I like Tory Lanez too. Yeah, me too. But you see, sampling, the reason why sampling is smart is because you already have that, you know, memory of mm-hmm. listening to that song. So as soon as that song comes on in a sample, you're already like, oh, I like this. Because that song really puts <laughs> you in a good right, mood. Right. So that's, that's nostalgic. And the way he mixes it. Exactly. It's pretty good, People yeah. like nostalgic things, you know yeah, what I'm saying? It, it reminds them of better times. Yeah. So him doing that is smart. The Proud Family thing, I was like, damn. I was like, are you serious? Yeah, I was tight. I was like, I should have did that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. Just find another Exactly. It's like, show. damn, he's smart. That's what I was like. like, Not, but it's fire though. And it's like, how how can you turn that the Proud Family theme song into an iconic song like that? That's only Tory Lanez. He reminded me that was a great song too. Yeah, that was a good that was a good theme song. That's top five, top three. I need somebody to remake um, Rugrats "Take Me There" with um, Maya and I think Moon. (laughs) Somebody's listening like, "Mm, right? I might do that. You better get on it. (laughs) Yeah, facts. I have a little game for us to play. So to play into the whole confession mm-hmm. theme, let's play Never Have I Ever. Okay. All I right. think that this might be a little bit interesting. Um, you know, don't... I don't want you lying. I right, know. Be completely honest. Of course, of course, of course. Um, but again, make sure that you're not name dropping. Of course. But yeah. So let's get started. So you know how to play Never Have I Ever, right? Well, hold on. See, there's different... People play different. Okay, let me so, hear how you think it's played. All right, so... 
say I'm saying never, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. Am I saying things I've done or really saying things I've never done before? Like saying never, ever, ever had sex on the beach. Now, I, I might have already had sex on the beach, but I'm trying to find out in the crowd who. Well, the, it's, the way that the game goes, I mean, it obviously works in a bigger crowd, is you have to say something you haven't done because you're trying to get everybody else out. Okay. So you don't ever want to, like, incriminate yourself. Okay, like, okay, if you've okay. had sex on the beach, like, don't tell okay, people okay, that okay, because okay, then you've got to put your finger down. Okay, I get you know? it now. I got it. So, yeah. Okay, so I have a couple here. So put your ten fingers up. Okay. Um, ten cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Okay, so never have I ever sucked toes. Yeah, never. <laughs> never. Someone put a finger down. No, I didn't. Don't you like these people. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, never have I ever... Mm, see, this is a booty. What? It's, it's a phenomenon these days. I, know, I don't understand where that came from. I mean, obviously, people have been doing it, but mm-hmm. now it's like... On this platform where everybody's like, oh, yeah, I eat ass. Eat ass is lit. Like, Men are what? proud of that now. They are. Men are real. And I don't understand Freaking where it's coming from. Munchers. Yeah, girls be, girls be talking about it all the time. Like, you don't eat booty. They, they look at me crazy because I said, don't eat booty. Like, what's we talking about? I'm supposed to be walking around yeah. eating booty? Like, what's, what's And you're up? supposed to just be proud That's about it. That's what I'm it. talking about. I, t- I tell people all the time, I can't give a female that leverage on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can't give a girl that leverage on me to be walking around saying, Debbie, my he booty. Ate my exactly. Ass. You know what I'm saying? We end on bad terms. She's over here, bad mom. I yeah. ate my ass. Like, ate my booty. Exactly. Nah, I ain't, do, I ain't dealing with that. Maybe my wife on honeymoon, and that's it. Damn. Honeymoon? If she's not, if she's not, if my wife with a ring, I can't even contemplate that. I would never do that. Mm-hmm. Ever. That's leverage. Don't ever, yo, fellas, don't ever give women that leverage. <laughs> never. Always have the leverage. Always. <laughs> Always, Dead. that's yo keys. That's real keys right there. Oh my gosh, I feel like we just got out of that phase where everybody was like afraid to admit that they ate pussy. Because I remember when I was like in fifth, sixth, seventh grade, we had no business talking about yeah. that. But guys are yeah, like, we did. Come on now, <laughs> these kids are eleven and twelve. So? Talking about licking vagina. That's when think the hormones start booming. That's when you're really thinking about like, damn. <laughs> but yeah, back then that wasn't a thing. You couldn't do it that. It wasn't like guys would be like, oh hell no, I would never do that. And be the older kids saying, what you talking about? You right? gonna eat poom poom and stuff like that. And, right? and now it's the eating booty stage. Older heads talking about you gonna be eating booty. I can't see that. You are. Because in my head, I, back when eating pussy was a bad thing, I said, I don't know. But I'm going to just say no because everybody say yeah, no with right? it too. So I, I ain't about to. You better look crazy. Exactly. I'm going to eat booty and Damn, damn, you eat pussy. <laughs> nah, I can't do that, man. Nah, never. How do you feel about um, like hair down there? Because I know some guys have an issue with that. And I and I have to say, there are some people who say you're not uh, a grown man if you can't handle some hair. And then there's other people like, nah, I need to be completely bald. Like, but when people say that, they're like, well, then that's like childish. I feel like I'm messing with a child. So, what's your take on that? See, I personally don't care, mm-hmm. honestly, as long as it don't look like a jungle. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it, it, it's as long it, as it's like well maintained. Exactly, yeah. it's hair. Like, not really could do with it. But I've known women that like hair on a man, on on a, on a guy. Mm-hmm. Like me personally, like chest hair. Stomach hair, it gotta be going. I don't feel right. You know, I don't really? feel right being hairy. Do you shave it or wax I it? I shave it. I mean, you know, I shave it, man. Hmm. I shave it all. I trim down there, but everything else has to be shaved, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. But girls be like, oh, I like a man with a hairy stomach and hairy <laughs> chest because I feel like I'm with a man. Yeah. Me personally, I don't like that. If a girl's hairy, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a turn off. Like I said before, if it's well kept, that's all that really matters mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But it's not like you about to get down there. Yeah. Get and, to work and, and I'm and like, no. Like, oh, no. Nah. Yeah. Oh, you got to go. There's a centimeter of hair. Nah. Dudes be front. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Guys that say that is really fronting, they to be are. honest with you. Because there's are. a lot of desperate dudes out there to begin with. Mm-hmm. And the dudes that really be saying that, 
They don't get nothing in the beginning. They gonna take whatever exactly. they could get. And they ain't gonna be like, oh, exactly. you got. Dudes be like, if I see some here, she gotta go. He's lying. <laughs> he probably did a whole full course meal on it at the end of the day, <laughs> talking about um, she gotta go. Right. Like, they better be grateful for something. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he fronting. Dudes be fronting. Don't do that. They I hate do. dudes that do that. They do. Never have I ever had sex when there was a menstrual cycle involved. I'm not aware of it, right? Never had a, I didn't know how to word it probably. I know. I can't say I'm on my menstrual, so. Yeah. <laughs> Never have you ever had mm. sex while yeah, she was bleeding. Exactly. Um, there we go. <laughs> have, wait, you put a finger down? Oh, no, oh yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alive. You're right, you're right. Wait, so how was that? Honestly, you see, I'm not, I don't, I'm a kind of, I'm down for whatever. Mm-hmm. Except eating booty. <laughs> Um, so it's more like a, and I was young at the time. I was in this was high school when I first did this. So it was more like you're not gonna stop me. <laughs> if she's with it. I ain't gonna say no. The blood or the smell didn't bother you? Not really. Mm. It, it, was, it was a girl I was with at the time. So okay. you know, like, come on now, it's more gross things. You, yeah, you got your girl are. pooping next to you. And, like, come <laughs> on, you know what I'm saying? It's a menstrual cycle. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Put some towels down. As long as they're not white, call it a day. You a real one. Wow. It don't, it don't, it don't matter. A lot of things don't bother me. Things like that don't bother me. Things okay. you can't control don't bother me. I'll be real about that. I'll mm-hmm. be empathetic in that point. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It happens like that. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Never have I ever. Hmm. I'm sure it came with some questions ready. <laughs> Never have I ever had sex in a public setting. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. You okay. never had sex I, in a public. No, I did. I oh, did. Okay. I did. Of course. I'm about to say you got to get in where you can fit in. Oh, you right. You right. You right. That's how I started. <laughs> That's when I really started. Public settings. Couldn't use no house back. Then. Where's the nastiest, like, or most like craziest place that you've had sex? Craziest place I've had sex. I'm talking about like the park. The park. Park. Like open space. Open space park. Back like my school used to be next to a park, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about me and girl. It was like a routine. She come. She had the sheets in her bag ready. She used to put it down. I we, bet you she ain't washing me. Y'all nasty. Oh come on, she washed the sheets. I mean, with dirt from yesterday still in the sheets. Come on now. I'm so used to have, we have it laid out. You know, we used to find a little spot, the same little spot. You know, woods and leaves and all that. Place it down. It'd be nighttime. Mm-hmm. She's getting. Oh, off it was pra- at night. They used to like. I'm getting off oh. my football practice. She getting off her practice and whatever. So was, Ew. Like, what you after, talking about? After Ew. football practice, I know you ain't shower. Hey, excuse me. It's cold protection, so you got. Feel my sweaty skin. You are disgusting. Oh, yeah, okay. But hey, man, hey, like I said before, when you young, yep, you trying you to get it get in whenever you can. Because yeah. you know what I'm saying? You ain't, you're not seasoned yet, so you ain't like, you ain't turning down nothing. To be honest <laughs> with you, you're not turning down any opportunity back then. 16, 15, 16, 14, mm-hmm. men, yo, hormones flaming. Flaming. <laughs> flaming. It's your turn. Hmm. The craziest place or another question? It's the craziest place. Yeah, mine was a park too. Park. But it was daytime though. And there was runners. They ran past us. Oh, that's yeah. lit though. No, it's not. That's I was lit. so embarrassed. Being embarrassed for what? You never go see those faces ever no, again. No, but they they looked traumatized. <laughs> They'll deal with it. They'll deal with it. I should have never did that. I shouldn't uh, agree to you, it. You lived life. You good. Yeah. You lived your life. That's not it, it was that. it was fun. But. Exactly. You living <laughs> that's what it's about. Come on now. Do what you can. Do that when you're forty. You do, sure can. Do it now. Without being judged or arrested. Exactly. When you're young, oh they're young. Right. Exactly. Everybody's been there. Exactly. Everybody's (laughs) been there. So whatever. That don't matter. I'm trying to think. Never have I ever had sex on my parents' bed. Never. 
Oh, I put my finger down. But no, never. Okay. I never have. Have you? You're disrespectful. Get it in. Hey, put when your you fingers get it, back up above the table. Get it in when you get it in. <laughs> like I said that before, is so rude. hormones is flaming. But you have your own bed. Why are you going to your parents' bed? I, you know, I didn't want to do it. Maybe I felt a little, you know, want to be a rebel. Bye. Take that, pops. But- <laughs> <laughs> you ain't right. Uh- <laughs> No, that just creep. That just creeps me out. I just think it's disgusting. Like, why? Why are your parents' bed? Like, cause you don't know what they be doing in bed, and you rolling around all in their I juices. Feel, I feel you. I feel you. But like, I don't want to think about that. Oh lord. Getting, we getting. Lord. <laughs> Have you ever had? Well, this is not a, a question, but um, a follow up question. Have you ever had sex like while the parents are home? Yes. That that'd be the at best. your girl's house. That'd be the both. Those be the best moments. Those be the best ones. To be honest with you. Moments like that be the best ones, cause this is when you're really trying to, you want to finish. There's, you finishing is not guaranteed, but at the same time you're trying to have it feel good. So that'd be the best time. Yo, those, those be the best. Those be honestly, those are the best <laughs> moments. Sometimes sexually in a relationship, mm-hmm. the rushed, but you're not trying to have it too rushed. But at the same time you're trying to finish. Yeah, that's different. That's a dip. Yeah, that's up there. Yo, you're you, bold, cause I'm just envisioning. Your situation. I mean, you got you, listen back yeah. when you, back when you young, you gotta do because then you look like a fool when you doing that at twenty five. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta do, I, right. I wouldn't do it. When, I'm lying. I'd you do would it still now. do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know. I'm just. I guess I'm pussy. I'm just too scared because I would hate. From my parents don't knock or nothing, so they mm. would come like just busting through the door. I mean, you gotta be attentive. Hear them footsteps. Anything. I'm talking. We stopping for anything. <laughs> the, whole, the, the 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 heater might have made a noise. You oh gotta, my man. gosh! Shit. That's how I move. <laughs> you gotta move. Hmm. Never have I ever lied to my partner. About what? Like a lie? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Like lie about like where you've been, who you've been with. Oh, like that? That kind of lie? Mm-mm. Hmm. Mm-mm. You ain't being on the way. <laughs> I mean, kind of yeah. lie. Come on. I lie who you've been with? Okay. All right. Yeah. I can say that. We all have. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, I can say, okay, I had to think about it, you know. Mm -hmm. That was deep in the the mental. (laughs) Never have I ever been walked in on. I think. No, I don't think I have. Okay. I've walked in on people. Walked in on people. Okay, okay, okay. I never have been walked in on. Okay, okay. Hmm. Um, Never have I ever lost a fight. Have you ever fought? Yeah. No, but you never, you didn't lose it. No, no, Dolly, Dolly. I've been lucky to be honest with you. Those How do you don't know get lucky. if you, you lose a fight? I mean. Or if you win a fight? Sometimes it's really like, well, if you get knocked out, you lost okay, the fight. Okay, well, yeah. And, and there's nothing you can do about <laughs> it. And sometimes, basically, who walks who walks away better looking? Honestly. Every fight, the worst thing I've ever walked away with a fight was like a uh, uh, busted lip. Mm-hmm. But I did way better than he did. Hmm. Honestly, to be honest with you. Hmm. But I'm not a fan of fighting, to be honest with you. I'm a lover. Yeah, But sometimes too. you got to get it in when you got to get course, it in. Of course, Pisces brother. Yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> I don't, I'm not a fan, you feel what I'm saying? Because I, I be feeling foolish after like I ain't have to do none of that. Yeah. But sometimes it's just, it calls for it. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Don't you just feel like, guys, can't we just talk it out? Like, See, that's I'm, the kind of person I am. I'm like. pro-black, so it's just like, I want some real, like, you just, that, that black on black stuff, like, mm-hmm. I really, really look at that, like, you know, I really want us to... Bond. I want everybody to get along. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Bond. You know what I'm saying? But 
it don't work out like that sometimes. Nah, it no, it's nobody's fault. So, so if you got to get in, you got to get it in. Yeah. Always got to be last resort, though. That shouldn't be the first thing you're thinking about. I know. And people nowadays, they don't fight with their hands. They just pull out a gun oh, or a knife or whatever. It's different now. It's, yeah, it's different. It's, it's different. scary. Yeah. You can't meet nobody outside and be like. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. Catch or, me outside. Or, or, or that? expect that. <laughs> you, can't, you can't expect a fair one either. That's how it is, yeah, too. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. You're right. Okay. Never have I ever. Um, oh, no. Wait. It's your turn. Um, never have I ever walked in on with my parents. Mm-hmm. Or heard my parents. Ew. Yeah, I have. I don't like thinking about it. I have I have Have the luxury of having separated parents. Oh yeah, those kind of things I have to deal with. You're super lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, what are you gonna do when you have kids and your kids walk in on you? How are you gonna explain to them? Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna be an open parent. To be honest with you, like I want to be that parent you could talk to. To be honest with you, I I feel like I gotta be honest. You gotta be honest with them. So then. Little Dev walks in, is like, Daddy, how, how what are old you is doing? how old is Dev though? Dev is five, cause he's conscious. I mean, but, I mean that's different. That's how different. is that different? You, I can show little. I make, I can make subtle, subtle mentions. You know, you know, what I'm saying subtle mentions, cause he's gonna learn it eventually. Mm-hmm. And Lord knows, I've been there in the school system. You know how these kids could be. You got kids that's learning stuff from their older brothers and sisters, and they yeah. bringing that back to their fourth grade classroom. Yeah. So they got it. They going to hear it eventually. <laughs> the, the age don't matter. Age really don't matter. I, I lost my virginity when I was 12. 12? So, what were so, you doing at 12? I'm like, your balls didn't even drop who yet. Talk, listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> and the girl was older. The girl was 14 oh at my the time. God. Why is it always with y'all and these... I was twelve, but the girl was seventeen. Like it's so different. It's, like, it's different. What? I mean, it's different. What are these girls? Why are they even looking at y'all? That's that, nasty. That, that, that age is not that. It's no means nasty. Twelve and fourteen. You're not even a teen yet. Devon. I mean, I was a cutie, and on top of that, I was lying. <laughs> she didn't know. Oh, I, she I, I was I was pumping out. I was a vet. Like oh. yeah, I've been there, okay. done that. Talking about <laughs> she little as she know. I was like, damn, <laughs> she's really about to go there. <laughs> what about to do that? <laughs> but yeah, that's how it be. Oh my gosh! Hmm. So oh. I already know how it goes. So you really, honestly, you got to get your kid before your kids get another kids get them, hmm. and they is. Did you ever see that video on YouTube where it's like the little girl, um, the mom and dad were recording her? Like, what did you see? She was like, I saw mommy and daddy wrestling, and he was like, ah, ah. And mommy oh, was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I never seen that. I have to send that to you. Yeah, it is so funny. No. But she kind of understood what was going on, but she didn't know what to call it. Yeah, yeah. She was yeah. like, I saw daddy kissing mommy, and you was doing this, and he was over there. Oh no. It was too cute, but see, that's embarrassing as a parent. But you know, you could explain that. That's a nice little segue into what you know. What I'm saying that's a nice segue. It helps at the end of the day. But she's five. Like what? How do you explain to a five-year-old? Yeah, mommy, daddy was getting it in. Life's different, man. I'm telling you, kids are growing up. All these social medias and all these like these iPads and stuff. Kids be good with yeah. their iPads now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, back then, you had to get the dial-up computer. You'd be lucky if, it was, if the Wi-Fi was, or connection was booming. You're right. You get on the website now. It's like now you can type in S E X. Exactly. And just find everything. Five seconds, <laughs> and they got virtual reality things going on now. Come on, oh now. It's, just too, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much going on. So like, yeah, you gotta get to them quick. The earlier, the better. <laughs> I'm so sad for our children. They're gonna have. They're not gonna have a childhood. Everything's going to be technological. Yeah, sadly, it's it's progressive and then aggressive at the same time. To be yeah. honest with you, honestly, they're not really gonna. But you could change that though. It's all about parenting. Yeah, you gotta have them outside involved in things, activities. You gotta remind them that 
And it's the parents that be putting these iPads in their hands at two years old that really is, right. is messing it up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? At two years old, they know that they don't got to do nothing but just get the iPad. And, you know, they use that as like a, that's the pacifier now. To get mm-hmm. your kid from, you know, stopping doing anything. Give him a gadget. And yep. that's it. And that's really weird. And they become dependent on exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, when he starts crying, he won't cry for the iPad. You got a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem right there. I know. Kids but, don't even play outside anymore. Nope. I don't, I don't see children outside anymore. That, nope. Not that's at all. Really they sad. on the iPad. They playing video games and stuff like <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say I wasn't a kid playing video games, but damn, I damn sure had a childhood where I was going outside. Yeah, me too. Riding bikes and stuff and going to the park with my friends. That was yeah. the highlight. That was fun, just linking up and going, like, you know what I'm saying? That was fun. But now, I don't even, you know, it's different now. Yeah. You know, What's your most memorable um, childhood memory? Most memorable childhood memory? I have a lot, to be honest with you. I, I, I really, like, I enjoyed my childhood. My mm-hmm. mother had me active in a lot of things. I'm talking about drama club, choir, everything. Aww. So, like, yeah. So, so I always thank her for that, too, because you really got to remember, like, you're not really paying attention to what they're doing for you. Sometimes you're like, I don't want to do that, but it's like, you give me a child a chance to explore different things mm-hmm. and different opportunities. If I never did choir, I don't think I'd be singing. Or if I never did drum club, you know what I'm saying? I'm, you be I'm young and singing. Like exactly. You feel what I'm saying? I'm an actor. I'm kidding, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Kidding, I'm, I'm an actor. But yeah, <laughs> I'm saying stuff like that, it really, you know, you might find a talent that you might never have found. So I feel like childhood-wise, majority of it, to be honest with you, it was memorable. Mm-hmm. And I still got my childhood friends, so it's not like I'm, yeah. I'm lacking Aww. in that. Yeah, so that's definitely dope, to be honest with you. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, never have I ever sent nudes. I did. Yeah. Hmm. Now, yeah. Now I don't know how people do it. Yeah. Because back in the day, listen, I don't know if y'all had sidekicks or whatever, <laughs> but my teammate was popping. <laughs> My teammate was booming. I never had a sidekick. I always wanted one. Oh, you're slacking. That's why I still got team over to this day, even though it's whack. They what? gave me good times. Oh, you still have your sidekick? No, I don't know. Oh, you mean all oh, the I still team over, yeah. You still I still got service. team over, yeah. Wait, so you were sending news at what, 11? Because sidekicks were out when we were like 11, 12, I was like 13. A, I was like a freshman, yeah. I was, I was like 13, 14. Yeah, aim. It was a full body nude or just a dick pic? No, full full body, girls full body. You know it depends. You know if, if you oh was you a, were getting the yeah, too? yeah. Oh my, my teammate my teammate was gorgeous. <laughs> it was gorgeous, gorgeous. Did you ever send them to anyone? Like did you ever share them with your bros? Nah, you know you know what it was when I was young, right? I had a friend I had gotten a picture, and he was showing everybody. Ain't no dudes be running their mouth. You know what I'm saying? Got back to the girl. Mm. She tells her friends this, then the third. You know, so then boom. You become that dude. Yeah. And I always remember, and I was like, I do not want to be that dude. Yeah. So anything I really do is, even if you're my closest bro, I let you know even so much. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know what I'm saying, you really can't be. You can't be... tell everybody everything. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I like my privacy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I really, like, I give people that at the end of the day. Like, I can't, I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. That being that guy, you know, that, you're that guy, you be talking. Yeah. Take chatty patty. Nah. <laughs> you don't want that. Like, I feel like guys. You even like with your sexual details with your partner, you shouldn't mm. like be telling them everything like, oh, she be doing this, doing mm. that, because it gives them ideas. Like, exactly. Oh, she be sucking it from the back. Yeah, oh, yeah, let yeah. me she, find out. She, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't speak too much on it. Yeah, you, know, you can't say too much. Never too much. Yeah, uh-uh. mm, keep it to yourself, man. I've never um, sent nudes before. Never. Never. I mean, that's smart though. Yeah, it's smart. I've always been paranoid. Yeah. Because I, I've heard horror stories of girls sending nudes and then it gets leaked. You you have the right to be. Yeah. You have the. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You have the right to be. There's nothing wrong with you know what I'm saying. Snapchat is now a venue where you could do that. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. Mm-hmm. But definitely, yeah, it is a scary thing. I, if I was a girl, I don't think I'd send them out. Yeah, either. I know. I mean, like, I've sent, like, booty pics. But yeah. I've never been, like, butt-ass naked yeah, yeah, yeah. standing in front of a mirror taking no, that's a smart. photo. That's yeah. smart. There's nothing wrong uh, with that. You're smart for that. It's just scary. It is. Yeah. I'd be terrified as a girl doing that. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe I sent one to, like, my friends, but mm-hmm. never to a guy. Yeah, but, yeah. That's, that's a smart thing to do, honestly. <laughs> I tell my daughter the same thing. Man, yeah. Honestly. Oh, I know you have like this little thing with like your daughter. Yes. Like, I know you want girls. Yes. Like, tell, so tell the people why you want girls. I just feel like you know, a man's connection with his daughter is just completely different. I mean, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a man. Like I was a boy. Boys are easy. Mm-hmm. Contrary to popular belief, I think boys are pretty easy to raise. I know as a kid, like I didn't need much. You put me in a sport. You gave me a video game. You know, food. I'm good. Like you don't hear much from a boy. You don't. I feel like girls are so demanding. But I like that though. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a work in progress. You really gotta you gotta stay at it. You really can't slack. Mm-hmm. Boys, you know they video game for a year. They good. You really don't need nothing. You know what I'm saying? But girls, it's like I don't know. That connection is different. I I, I love women. To be honest with you, I'm I'm raised primarily by women. Mm-hmm. So like I'm very in tune with them and with that. So I mean, have a little girl to call my own. I feel like that's different. That's Aww. a different connection. Yeah. How many kids do you want? I want four. Me too. Four. But I want four boys. Nah, see, I can't do all that. I yeah, want two no, boys, I want two girls. Four boys. I want like a little nah. squad behind me. Nah, I want two boys, two girls. I mm. want I want everybody to have their little best friend. I don't want the years too far apart either. Me either. So, like two max. Exactly. Yeah. So my daughter's gonna have a best friend, which is a sister, and my son's gonna have his best friend, which is yeah. a brother. Aww. And they can look out for each other. That's how I, in the perfect world, even though I know that's yeah, expensive. <laughs> but that's how that's I like pricey. things to roll out. Yeah. Yo, yeah. You yeah. will be living paycheck yeah. to paycheck. That's why I gotta make it, man. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. That's exactly why. That's I'm trying to grind now so because mm-hmm. like for me i want to be retired by 40 mm-hmm. i'm not retired but i don't want to be working in the um, office yeah, by 40. Yeah, yeah so i want to be able to stack up my money now so then i can spend that time with my kids because yeah. i just i hate the feeling or hate knowing that i'm working nine to five nine to six every day and, and I only it might get a not be enough my kids yeah exactly i, I want them to know who i am exactly i want to be able to spend time with them and so forth so yeah i got to yeah, too. Yeah. That's important to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I want a big family though. Me too. Definitely. That's why I feel like I was. I feel like I'm behind. Like I gotta get started now, if I want a big family like that. That's good you though. You can't do that at forty or at thirty. You can, but it's Shit. questionable. Yeah, I mean, yo, being financially stable is the most important thing at the end of the day. Honestly, it is. It K- is. Yo, I'm telling you, that's the most important thing. Before you even have kids, financial stability is the most important thing possible speak on it exactly because once you have kids that's it mm-hmm. that's it you're not longer living for ain't yourself no more tech suits none ain't no more jordans for yourself i mean you know if you're doing if you're no doing more. big things for yourself yeah, you get your son a tech suit too man of course but i'm saying like that luxury of just yeah, being yeah, able yeah. to go out and just buy it for yourself yeah, and yeah. not have to worry about putting clothes on your kids exactly back or feeding them you got a mind your priorities spending. are different exactly you got a mind to your spending yeah and definitely right now i'm super selfish like i haven't i haven't bought everything that i want yet yeah. i haven't gone places i want to go yet yeah so i'm not i'm not financially ready for children yeah they say they said you should travel yeah you should travel before first off more than anything travel yeah. go yeah. learn about yourself like do a lot of things first before you have your kids because once that happens that door is closed yep. <laughs> well it ain't closed it's just it's shut for a long time <laughs> it's a little you know it's a little harder to open because you know you got now who's gonna watch your kid or you gonna take your kid with you yeah. more expenses you know yeah. there's a lot of different things with that man but i mean hey man yeah you're right kids are a beautiful thing as long as they're healthy is the important thing you have them take care of them most important thing that's mm-hmm. it yeah i need to get out the country i haven't been yet I'm going to Cancun in March, so I'm, I'm getting started. I'm getting started. Spring break? Getting, uh-huh. Getting it's started. about to be super getting lit. Started. You better I, act right. I, man, of course. I mean, I don't travel like that. So mm-hmm. I just feel like I need to travel. You know, I gotta, I'm got i trying to go here. I'm trying to go to Japan. I'm trying to do this, that, and the third. 
I Japan. Like, yeah. Really? I, I love Asian culture. Really? So I, I didn't I know really, that about you. Yeah, I, I love to go to Japan. What is it about Asian culture that you like so much? It's just so different. They like they really walk to their own beat. They really do what they want to do. They you know what I'm saying? You can't Asian culture is just completely different. You know what I'm saying? It's, from uh, man, it's just, I don't know. I think it's dope, especially Japan. It's just dope. Mm-hmm. They're weird, but in a cool <laughs> way. In a cool way. And I hate to sound like a stereotype, but they are some good ass dancers. Japanese? Yes. We talking about? We see that. On um, so you think you could dance? What's no? What's that show on MTV? That's how you think you could dance. Oh my gosh! You know what I'm talking about? They nah. Were, you don't know what I'm talking about. I don't watch it. I don't watch MTV. I think MTV. it's like ACBC or something. Oh, like oh, are we talking about the Jabberwockies? Yeah. First of all, <laughs> let me let me tell you. Are they Japanese? Because that's racist. No, they're not. Well, I'm well, sorry. they're not. I can oh. tell you what they see because I'm that in tune with my Asian well, you culture. Did, okay. Majority though, majority of what they see that the Asian dancers, they're Filipino. Oh. Filipinos are like low key black. I was about to say that. Yeah. Aren't Filipinos like the black Asians? Mm-hmm. Like, my first love was Filipino. Oh. I I'm, I was yeah. My, I know Mahal Kita all that good. All my people that's Filipino. Mahal Kita, you feel what I'm saying? What the, that means what I love that you. Mean? That Aww. means I love you in, in um, Filipino language. <laughs> I wish I knew what it was called. It's just saying called Filipino. Mahal Kita. Yeah, man. I'm in tune with that. That is cute. All that. I love, yeah. Asian culture is dope. Aw, that is so cute. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been with any other girls, like of any other race? Uh, or ethnicity? Mm hmm. Yeah. Puerto Rican. Yeah. Spanish. I, I mean, I didn't talk to my first black girl, so I got to college. Really? To be honest with you, yeah. But that's not my fault, what? though. What? Why? Why is it not your fault? Listen, back in the day, being dark skin wasn't the wave as a man. We didn't get love. Mm. We didn't get love, you know? No, I'm not going to lie. Y'all did. It's facts. Yeah. Yo, Tyrese was the only one that was holding it down. Yeah. We didn't have no Idris. And he was on a string. Exactly. <laughs> we, we, didn't have, we didn't have all these different people to, you know what I'm saying? So, like, the black girls want a light-skinned dude with mm-hmm. braids and a do-rag. You know, mm-hmm. that's what they, that was the thing to be. Chris was Brown aesthetic, was popping. Yeah. The year, yo, Chris Brown came on the scene. Yo, it was over for yeah. being dark-skinned. It was over. <laughs> we got, we had nothing. I couldn't even hate. I was like, damn, Chris Brown killed <laughs> Damn, he, <laughs> damn, he good. There's nothing you can do about it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I talked to the girls that showed me attention, and I was of different races, different cultures. You know what I'm saying? But I enjoyed that because that really taught me a lot about different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but now... I love black women. Mm-hmm. Love them. Ain't nothing better. Ain't nothing better than black love. I say all the time, honestly. And that's no that's no hate on any like you know interracial dating and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Intercultural. I I think that's dope too. To be honest with you, because you're gonna learn a lot. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see different things from your culture. But I just feel like no one's gonna get me more than, than, a, than black a black woman. woman yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because she understands your struggles. She understands what you're going through. You might have the same values, same exactly. morals. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that's how I feel. Like I, I first see myself being with a black man because of those things. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. I mean, I like, and I want some chocolate babies. So. Yep. Same here. You know what I'm saying? When I was younger, I was a little, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get a nice Spanish mom. You know, some cute mm-hmm. kids mixed on that. And I was like, as I got older, I was like, my kids might even really look like me. Mm-hmm. Anybody be asking me, is that your son? Mm-hmm. You gonna be looking like some Michael Ely looking with the hair? I'm like, <laughs> nah. So yeah, I need. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that whole um, I want a foreign mommy narrative? Like, I feel like a lot, like, I feel like we're moving past that Mm -hmm. slowly but surely, Mm -hmm. but there's still a lot of people out here, like Kodak Black, who are in denial about what they look like and say, oh, I don't need no bitch as as dark as me. Foreign mommies only. And I just feel like, you know, everyone has a preference. Yeah. And obviously, foreign women are beautiful, but. I just I hate when people put down black women yeah. to bring up someone else. I so. feel now I I definitely agree with that. And I I really feel like women need to understand that um just because one black man says that don't believe that's the black man agenda. 
Okay. Like, you know, I, I understand that that does come from a lot of different, you know, voices that, oh, she's too dark and it's mm-hmm. pretty for a dark-skinned girl. I feel like that. But I do see progression. I do feel like loving black women is becoming... It well, shouldn't have to become yeah. It shouldn't yeah. have to be in this point right now. But I feel like it's definitely becoming more of a thing mm-hmm. than it was in the past, especially with you know how they portray. Yeah, like, you know the whole music video thing on the name using light skin girls and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I still see that sometimes. Yeah, me too. Majority of the time. Me too. But like honestly, that's not everybody's agenda. Mm-hmm. For example, I love dark skin women. Mm-hmm. Match your hair, all that good stuff. That's a beautiful thing. But I, you know, ain't nothing like a pretty dark skin girl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. I take that over a pretty light skinned girl. Mm-hmm. When a girl's dark skinned and pretty and beautiful, that's just the, the features are like different. Exactly. It's yeah. completely different. Yeah. Completely different. Well, so. all black women are beautiful. Yeah, all black women are beautiful. My preference, yeah. My, yeah. I like and everyone little, has a preference. Exactly. Yeah. I like a little dog, but you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. That's fine, though. Yeah. And we're, we're definitely getting more exposure on social media, and mm-hmm. I think that's what helps, too. And I like that. Yeah, I like seeing I love things that like that. So much. Exactly. I like it a lot, too. I like seeing that because it's. it's it's been about that time. Mm-hmm. It's been due time. And I just hope it keeps even getting better and better. Mm-hmm. People are really becoming more accepting of the, you know, dark melanin. Because mm-hmm. I know as a dark skin kid, that wasn't getting no love. Yeah. I didn't like being dark skin. Yeah. I really didn't enjoy it at all. Mm. Like, people really, like, it, you really get upset about it. Because you get made fun of being dark skin yeah. growing up, you know what I'm what saying? What was an instance, um, if you don't mind sharing? Um, It was just like, you know, especially in the summertime, you know. Get dog back in You know what I'm saying It's like damn dad You black as shit Like you look like a monkey Like you know what I'm saying And mm-hmm. like They might look at it as jokes But as a kid You're like yeah, Damn you really feel that way Like yeah. that's how you feeling And, and bef- it sticks with you Exactly Like, like now I'm confident as hell Self-esteem Exactly yeah. But I didn't have that confidence back then I'm talking about I really was like Damn I really hate being And my mother's brown My mm-hmm. mom's like lighter than me mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying I was like damn like why like, I get I that? Be, yeah. Why not get like light like my mom's? You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm talking about it gets bad. I know people that's looked up bleaching pills and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and that is it's crazy. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went through the same thing. Like mm-hmm. I have light skinned family members, mm-hmm. and I remember vividly. I was like five years old. I was crying to so my mom. Like, how come I'm not light like my cousin Lucas? Yeah, like, yeah. He, he was like borderline pale. Wow. But I I saw that as a sense of beauty. Yeah. And my skin, and I'm like caramel brown, not even like mm. that dark, but. Just to be able to think as a, as a five year old, like wow, this skin tone means that you are socially acceptable, yeah, 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 yeah. that you are considered beautiful or prettier than yeah. me, whatever, you know. And that's what it is, though. You really got um with kids, it's it's very they're very vulnerable to mm-hmm. those kind of things. So I mean, as a parent or anybody, you know, what I'm saying if you in touch with that, you really got to reinstill that. There's just as beautiful as any yeah. tone. There's no tone better than any other tone. Yeah. Everybody's beautiful in their own way. You really got to reinstill that. I know. And so when I, yeah, so that whole dog skin thing, seeing girls and men in love with their dog skin, I like that. Me too. I like that. Because representation matters so much. Yeah. And I love seeing now, like, um, I see, like, little commercials or things on social media mm. about these, like, natural hair dolls yeah, that yeah, they're yeah, making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or dolls in, like, various skin tones. Mm. Because for us, growing up, it was either you had the white doll or the black doll. And the black doll was, like, chocolate brown. Yeah. like, And it may not represent your skin tone, mm. but you knew, like, oh, that's the black doll, so I'm going to play with that one. Exactly. You know? yeah. Now there's a variation. Mm. And, and then with the black doll, they had, like, straight hair. So in, when you're a child, you're thinking, like, oh, well, straight hair is the better, yeah. the better hair. So And that's kind of idea I had because mm. I got a relaxer when I was nine. I had no business getting yeah. chemically straightened hair at exactly. nine years old but i begged and pleaded my mom for it because i was tired of my natural hair because i thought it wasn't pretty yeah so it's just like and it's for them to have um dolls with natural hair locks shortcuts yeah. whatever 
It's it's beautiful. And that that's what I'm saying. That the representation is I'm so no more token black things. I'm yeah. talking about more of like yeah. seeing people of your color. Yeah. Which uh, like you see that you need As that. it becoming a norm. Yeah. I like that though. It's it's definitely stepping even even um with the um the gay community, you see a lot more, you know, LGBT and yeah. stuff on T V and stuff. I think that's dope for them as well, to be honest yeah. with you, because that's totally even a agree. scary thing too. That's just that's, that's a scary a whole thing. Other exactly, whole spectrum, yeah. but it's scary for them too. And I see that representation for them is a good thing too as well. Mm-hmm. I like that. So yeah. Now that movie. Oh, you said you didn't see it. Moonlight. Oh no, I, see. I just saw it. Well, I'm not gonna spoil it. For but you. the boy is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I did. I gay. got that premise. I, yeah. I've heard. But I, I but I love that because they don't ever in Hollywood like touch on that storyline. Mm-hmm. So to be able to follow um, from a boy to a man perspective and him going through his motions of life yeah. as a, a gay man, a gay yeah. boy, trying to figure out what it means, like how come he's different and just fighting through that. Yeah. It's it's a remarkable storyline, yeah. I think. I, I do wish that the movie um, went a little bit more into depth with it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's good. And I can see why it's Oscar nominated. Yeah, no, it's, it's needed. Yeah, it's definitely needed. needed. A lot of people need a movie like that to see to yeah. help them with their own personal things like that's why representation is important because pe- people need that yeah you know what i'm saying back when i was a kid like, we didn't have nothing baby mm-hmm. boy was it yeah and hearing girls say tyrese is so cute for me was like yes uh-huh. you felt He's, like because he was the star player at the time and early to, he was the star player so for girls to say tyrese is handsome it was in my head i'm like Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that was dope. I was like, think he's cute because you know I'm dark skinned too. So, like, <laughs> so it it was it was a dope thing to have that. So I represent. I'm telling you, representation is an important thing. So important. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to tell your your children, your your son and your daughter, when they come up to you, if they come up to you mm-hmm. and say, "Daddy, like I hate my skin color. I, I'm too dark. When people make fun of me at school, what would you? How would you combat that? I mean, one, I feel like that can never happen because when I get them. I'm talking about from what time they're young. I'm prepping them. Okay. Honestly, I'm prepping them. But if that does happen, you just got to explain to them, like, yo, you should be very, very proud of mm-hmm. that melanin. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's a beautiful thing. To be black is a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, And at the same time, you got to teach them that if people really judge you for that, you don't really got to care for them. That mm-hmm. really don't matter. You got to live your life and be the best person you could possibly be mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Make sure you good. You're not trying to be good for everybody else. Make sure you good for yourself. Most importantly, and listen, your daddy Dawson. Hey man, you see how I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm? This confidence ain't going nowhere. So they're gonna see this like, all right, dad, dad, you got it. Great. I know I got Aww. it. So, so they're gonna know. Like it's not even an issue with me. Yeah. Honestly, that's gonna be easy. Yeah. T- making them love their Dawson is gonna be easy because they're gonna love me. Mm-hmm. And they daddy Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute. <laughs> um, so never have I ever um, cheated or plagiarized. On, on 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 papers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 nice with that. Oh really? You gotta understand. I'm I'm graduated, <laughs> so anyway it don't matter. I got my degree, Two degrees so. poppy in communications and journalism, so I did what I had to do. Nah, but no, on some real like as a kid I play, I mastered plagiarizing. Oh okay. I mastered that because it was like honestly you gotta understand how the system works. <laughs> when they play when you when they find out you plagiarized it's because it's your own damn fault. <laughs> yeah. You really took that word for word. Yeah. You really have to go back and still write. You know what I'm saying? You got to change things up at the end of the day. And plagiarism isn't just about copying and pasting. Mm-hmm. It's also about you just not writing the your own piece. Either. Exactly. Like I have a friend um, in college who was in my class, and he never did his work. And he paid somebody $50 to write his paper for him. And my teacher, she was like, 
I'm not even going to drop his name, but she was like, can you see me after class? And so when we asked him later, like, what happened, he was like, yeah, she pulled me aside because she said this is the best paper that she's read in a long time. And she know that he didn't write that oh, based man. on, like, his, the work that he's yeah. submitted before. Because yeah. how can you go from mediocre work, work to, like, stellar yeah. piece of paper? No, and you, she was like, A++. And she was like, bruh. You got to smoothen it out, you. man. You're not smooth with yeah. it. Cause I'm talking about since fourth grade. We knew you got a small kid next to you. You y'all have an agreement. Y'all gonna copy each other's work. You know you are gonna copy his work. If you know he's smart, you know he's most likely gonna pass the damn quiz. Mm-hmm. So you see a couple B's in it, just make you it a C. <laughs> right? Just make it a C. Just for flavor. Yeah, take a couple L's because you know you're gonna pass it. But just just change up the answers a little bit. You right? know what I'm saying? Word for word, the teacher's gonna be like, "You sat right next to him. Uh-huh. It can't impossible." Mm-hmm. So just switched up a little well, bit. Teachers started to get smart. They started doing the alternate tests. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they messed it up with that. Yeah, one. That, they, that messed the they game started up. Started that like in sixth grade. I was pissed. Yeah, they messed the game up, man. <laughs> that, yeah, before it used to be the the, the students who were dick rising used to put their folders up. Oh my <laughs> god, I hated the folder students. <laughs> Like, I ain't trying to cheat on you, Jenny. Yo, Goodbye. Hey, but the folders, you could cheat on the folders too, right? A little son in the folders, like, mm hmm. I'm good oh now. Oh my god, but they yeah. used to get me so mad. But yeah, I mean, plagiarize, I definitely did that. But I love writing, though. Me too. So, like, me and too. and so I never really had to plagiarize much. I feel like as long as you know the topic, mm-hmm. you don't really need to plagiarize. Mm-hmm. That should that should come like that's smooth like butter. Exactly. You'll be on five pages before you know if you actually know what you're talking yep, about. Yeah, and you're passionate about it. Exactly. Like, that's why, like, when I when I got to college and I was able to start picking my um, topics mm-hmm. in my papers, I always picked something that I was interested yeah. in. Yeah. Why the hell would I sit here and pick something random or let my teacher tell me what I'm gonna write about? Exactly. So I can sit here and be struggling trying to write the paper because exactly. you so. know you never know what could happen you might ask mm-hmm. you to talk about it you really gotta know what you're talking about so yeah. first and foremost know what you're talking about before you really start really writing that paper because yeah. you don't know what's what's coming next you gotta be prepared for that yeah come on it's a game of life man. what's some advice that you would give to college students in terms of what um hmm. maybe like tackling their academics for one mm-hmm. and then navigating their social life for, okay. for two um, for college students I say honestly when you get to college, really pick a major that you really actually are in tuned with, that mm-hmm. you actually like. Because you're not, you, you, the work you put in is not going to be as much as if you really don't want to be in that field. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know a lot of people in, in the medical field and stuff like that, and that's cool because, you know, they eye the money or their parents or whatever. But if you're not enjoying that, then you're not really going to do much with it. Like, I love communications. I love journalism. Like, the journalism program over me, I loved it. Like, I loved my professors. I loved everything about it. And at the same time, not only did we learn like book smart, became aware of a lot of things going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And for that, I can't I can't put a price on that because I learned things in those classes that I would never have learned otherwise. So if, if you're not enjoying learning what you got to learn, then you're not gonna like it at all. Mm-hmm. And as for having a social life, I mean, I think it's pretty easy. Books come first, social life second. But it's no time management. They always say this in class at time, but that is the most important thing. Yeah. If you really want to go out and have fun. Get things done quicker. Mm-hmm. Get things done sooner, so you no you don't gotta have that dreaded over you, that dark cloud over here. Like, damn, I ain't do my paper yet. Because then you start rushing it, and the paper comes out booty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So just do it early, the day of, and in class, don't even take notes. Listen to the teacher talk. Listen to the whole like whole situation. Because if you just listen to them talk, you're gonna take that in. You're gonna take that information in more than if you was trying to write really? notes as they talk. Hmm. Yeah, because if you're writing. And listen to them talk. You're not really listening to them. You're just writing something down. Yeah. If you sit there and legit look at the professor, go through the whole curriculum, I guarantee you on the test of that, you'll remember that. You'll remember something from that whole speech he gave about X, Y, Z. 
Hmm. Honestly, that's what I learned a long time ago. Where were you at when I was in school? Man, <laughs> come on, nah. I, All I did was write, and nah. yeah. You can write, but honestly, like, who you do you go back in your notes? Because I know me, I don't go back in notes a lot. Not that often. You feel no. what I'm saying? So, Only when it's time to start studying for mm-hmm. the test. But so my cheat no, was right. listen, listen to the professor talk because yes, you gotta remember yeah. that. Honestly, it yeah. comes back like that once you have a familiar word. Like, oh, okay, yeah, remember mm-hmm. that. That's how it is. No, right. you're absolutely right. I think for me, um, the advice I would give is. Again, yeah, time management, mm. no procrastination, because, you know, like, there's moments where you'll probably be in a party, yeah. and your assignment was due at 11.59, and you at the party getting lit, exactly. and it's 11.56, and you're like, oh, I didn't submit my exactly. work. So, yeah, time management is so important. And then with, in terms of social life, I think it's so, so, so crucial for you to get involved in, like, mm-hmm. student life activities, mm-hmm. like, whether it's becoming an RA or joining like, joining a club, yeah. like, when you're in college, you pretty much can create your life. Yeah. It's like a it's like a do over. Yeah. So anything, if you were ever interested in anime and they have an anime club on campus, do that. Join, you know, because I know that you said you were a part of the Black Theater Group. Yep. And you were in theater when you were little, yep. so I'm sure exactly that it, was, it was like cool for you to like fuel your passion and get back, back into it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. What you gotta do. You gotta set your listen. College is really where you're gonna learn a lot about yourself, yeah. and we're gonna make your lifetime friends. Yeah. So you need to make sure you put yourself in a position to do that. Yeah. If you don't like something. You're going to be in a crowd of people that like that. Automatically, you're already not connected on nothing because you don't got no interest. Yeah. That's already interest you don't got to connect on. So, tell you, man, you really got to do what's good for yourself, future-wise, mm-hmm. longevity. If you could do college over, would you? And if you would, would you still have gone to SUNY Albany or would you want to go somewhere else? You know, I, I really enjoyed my time in Albany. And I met a lot of people that I, like, I will know for, like, the remainder of my life. And I appreciate that, mm-hmm. honestly. If I could just do something over, I don't know. I think... I'd really go to a a school for music, to be honest with you, hmm. just to better myself, honestly. But that that's just something that wasn't a thought, high school wise. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because even even high school wise, I would have done it. I just tweeted that the other day. I said I loved my high school Bishop Ford, R.I.P. But if I could do it over, I don't went to Laguardia, and what Laguardia is is, is a performing arts. I was school. gonna say, isn't that a performing? It's arts in the city, okay. and I I remember I submitted something for that, and I had an audition to do it. But I never went to that audition. Why? I was going to do the vocal, vocal, whatever. I think it was vocal. And I, I would have did some acting on the side, too. And that's what I wanted to do. But at the time, I was so into football. I was a football player. Oh, okay. I did sports. I was an athlete. And it's just like, you know, from I was going to care about no damn athletes. <laughs> but I did look deep into it because you could join other schools. But I was like, that's a lot of work. It's in the city. Yeah. So I just went to my school. Music and acting and stuff that the theater arts and stuff like that, that wasn't even a thought. Kind of just, just fell to the wayside. Exactly. Yeah. I was focused on sports and athletics and that was it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got back to college I was like, eh, I like that too. Let me see. I got more time on my belt. So, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I would do different. Just to better myself and what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. But I really got no regrets. The way things panned out, I enjoy it. I'm glad in the position I'm in, to be honest with you. Like, that's it. That's good. Mm-hmm. So, what's your most memorable moment um, in college then? Not like academics. Most but. memorable moment. I have a lot to be honest with you. Party wise, mm-hmm. a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of good parties when I first got to Albany. Really? A lot of good. When did parties. you come up here? I came here. I want to say two thousand. Was it two thousand twelve? Twelve, two thousand thirteen. I came. I I transferred in my um, sophomore year. So, so it was 2012. Yeah, 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. around that time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we've known each other for five years. Yeah, long time. Time oh flies. God. Time flies. Time flies. <laughs> time flies. But yeah, that was, yeah, sophomore year was great. 
it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, because that was my junior year. Mm -hmm. That was an elite college yep. year. Yeah, oh you. my gosh, I Omri, remember that. Omri, all Omri that stuff. parties. And they said I yes. got there late because they. I know y'all had a lot of stuff downtown before I got there. You know I wasn't saying? even in college during that time, even mm -hmm. though. So, because yeah. there was a lot of clubs that they used to have, yeah. like Sneakies. I heard, I've heard, I've heard. I went when I was like a teenager, but wow. I've never been to the adult version mm -hmm. of it. So you see, but I've heard of, Albany was a different kind of place yeah, back then. Yeah, it was. And I just like got the last little bit of gist of it. Yeah. Because the Armory now they don't have that, yeah. and we had so many different other venues. Like every party was a different venue. Mm -hmm. Now everything's like primarily the same, same thing. thing. Or yeah. you gotta travel like to connect and stuff to even yeah. go to it. So it's different now. But, but campus center parties were lit too. I always looked forward to going up to you all. It was to... good, but you know, as you get older, it's just like you you don't really want to be in the campus center anymore. Yeah. You, see? So, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be in that scene anymore. You really want to do like grown things. Mm -hmm. Like the army was that a breath of fresh air. A party there, you know, it's gonna be good. I don't think there was yeah. ever a bad party. I don't at the think Omri. so. I don't, I don't think exactly. there's ever a bad party. Yeah, it was always good there. It was good vibes. I, I was, I missed the army, but me too. Hey, yeah, sophomore year that was different. It was yeah, people, the faces, the things to do. It was it was really good vibes yeah. back then. Where do you see yourself in ten years? Rich, not playing. <laughs> um, just a a very very you know familiar face. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Don't, I don't. I really can't pinpoint where. But just in entertainment somewhere, you know, some way or another. Honestly, Ch the Childish Gambino formula, what he's got going on for the himself. The Childish Gambino formula. Yeah, Donald Glover. That? That, my man does, he writes. Mm -hmm. He makes music. He acts. He does everything. You know, Donald Glover from yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, I like that. But I never heard it used as the Childish Gambino formula. Yeah, but formula. It's, I made that up. <laughs> oh, okay. But, like, his his whole his whole thing, I I, I love that. Because mm -hmm. he's doing everything he wants to him. do. Yeah. Exactly. When I first saw him, I was, like, in, like, I'm going to say a freshman high school. He was doing stand-up mm -hmm. on Comedy Central. And now to see what he's doing now, that's dope. Mm -hmm. That's completely dope. He's doing everything. He's got his hands. He's a renaissance man. He does everything. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I want to do that. I want to do, I don't want this to be pinpointed as this. Yeah. There's money in lots of different ventures. So you could do whatever you want to do as long as you're good at it. And you know what I'm saying? Don't sell yourself short. Mm -hmm. He likes to write. He likes to rap. He likes to sing. He likes to do this act. Like He's doing everything. So do that. Honestly, that's the dopest thing you possibly could do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's definitely what I would hope to do. Everything. <laughs> That's dope. You see yourself still making music in 10 years? Yeah. But the thing about music is I feel like music is um, short-lived. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? There's only so long you can be that guy. So I feel like you really got to prepare yourself for life after music as well. Like, yeah. I still could be making music. I like that. But I want to have something else going on for me, too. I don't want my only means of making money to be yeah, making a song. Yeah, you don't want that to be your livelihood. Exactly. Yeah. I want, like, Jay-Z behind the scenes, too. Like, I would love to be behind the scenes, too. You know what I'm saying? Creative director and doing different things and stuff like that. Like, that'd be the dream goal to do. Do music, but at the same time, that boy got other things going on for him as well. It's not, you don't got to do music. I'm doing music cause, just because, like, I ain't dropping an album in a year if you do something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because. Mm -hmm. But that's definitely it. Because then you see these old artists, it's like, they're still making music. No one's looking for you no more. You know what I'm saying? You don't got nothing else going on. Now you out here making clothes for online selling. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's over, man. Selling mixtapes. Exactly. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. I'm not trying to be that one. So hopefully you got other things going on too. I'm trying mm -hmm. to act too, man. I'm just trying to do a lot of shit. Okay, Terrence J. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm right. telling you. Well, I'll be rooting for you back here. I, I appreciate that. No and vice problem. versa. You know, that's Thank you. Back. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So tell the people when your next project is dropping and where they can find it. Well, the collab project. Called Cruel Casanova should be dropping sometime mid February. Mid February. I say. It was, it oh, was, before our birthday? Yeah, around that time. I'd like to say around that time. Before 
we was aiming for I want to say the 14th, but I mean that's so cliche. Yeah, so and I, it's in like three weeks. Exactly. So, so I feel, you want to make sure everything's good and whatnot. So I want to say late February, okay, March time. I mean, there's a lot of things that we want to do. You should drop it on your birthday. Should I? Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind that, but there's other things we gotta do too. I'm talking about visuals oh, and oh, stuff oh. like that. So I mean, I really can't really say when it's gonna be dropped, but I know around that is the time we really want to plan doing it. As for the um the solo project, sheesh, I like to say summer, but I really okay. can't put things on that. Songs are done, songs are in the making, but I really want to take my time with this. I'm not saying this has to be a project where I become famous and stuff like that, but I want to start getting some traction. You know, just a familiar name that you see that you like and then build off of that, honestly. I think you get a lot of attention for Mm -hmm. your music, though. Like, I see them in other people's snaps. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah, people be retweeting. Now it's you know I gotta I gotta start doing things now. I'm talking about 10k followers, <laughs> this that. You almost there? Yeah, trying. I'm trying. I'm yeah, trying, I'm trying to get a blue check. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm aiming facts, for this year. Facts, facts, facts. I mean, hey, God willing, it's possible. Yeah, it's gotta work. It's gotta work. So that's what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. So I really just get things on the road going. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, can't be a SoundCloud rapper slash singer forever. Really but don't underestimate them. They no, they're making it. Ma- yeah, I'm telling you, and I want to get there. But those, those artists is getting like 10k listens and plays. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? So that's what you really got to get now. Cause mm-hmm. now with music, there's no development. You got to be the complete package by the time you, you get your deal. Yeah. So there's no more taking in a young talent and developing them. That new edition would never have happened nowadays. You know you're what I'm saying? If you watch right. that story, you're not singing in front of people like unless you got connects. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People are so untouchable now. Mm-hmm. So now you really got to be the complete package and have something going on for you just so you can get a deal and at the same time not get a messed up deal at the same time. And at this point, I feel like you don't even need to really have a deal. Like Chance the Rapper made it so yeah. far without being signed. Yeah. And he's already doing touring, selling out yeah. shows, you see, commercials. He's got a lot going on for him. You see, that, and that's dope. That's you, a different you, type of formula. Yeah, <laughs> you, you see, that formula is different too yeah. because at the same time, when, you would do, when you're an artist like that, you need to bring something different to the table. You can't be a regular artist doing something like that, you know, some regular, you know, sound artist. You got to be somebody that brings something different to the table. Chance is a different kind of artist. He is. Chance, you you, you can't get what Chance gets anywhere, gives anywhere else. You want Chance, you go to Chance directly. Mm-hmm. And Chance knows that. And labels know that. So you can't touch Chance right now because Chance is making his own little wave, his own little splash. So if you want to be independent, you got to do things like that. Do something different. You got to bring something different to the table mm-hmm. also so people check for you. If you just like anybody else... There's 50 different artists that got major contracts doing the same thing you're doing. So, ain't nothing different about you. If you want to be different, you got to do some Chance Tyler things. Tyler Creator things. You got to do things like that. Yeah, honestly. absolutely right. Are you going to any festivals this summer? Um, I'd love to. I mean, Coachella. Damn, that ticket cost. It's like 500 Like five, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm frugal, man. I'm frugal. <laughs> I don't spend my money like that. But then, I mean, I'd love to. I definitely, That's definitely a plan. But at the same time, it's like... I'm the kind of person where I haven't traveled and done a lot of things like that because okay. I want to do that when I'm good, like when I'm on, to be honest with you. I want to have, because my thing is like, I can go travel somewhere and I come back and I'm the same old dude. Nothing changed. I still got work to do. You know what I'm saying? If I could do that and get paid for it, that's a beautiful thing. I go to Miami anytime I want, mm-hmm. but in Miami, you're nobody, mm-hmm. you're nothing. You're just enjoying the sights and you're a tourist. Mm-hmm. You come back to your city. So Same you're saying you want to go and you have a little bit of clout behind you? Yeah, okay. I want to have fun with it. I want to yeah. actually have fun with it, to be honest with you. Enjoy my time. I feel like I'm doing something. Yeah. People always go on these little um, all-exclusive all paid trips and be like, I feel like I'm somebody. Mm-hmm. Then you back to reality. Yeah. You get back and it's like, ah. Like you want that high forever. Exactly. It's, it, it deflates you. So yeah. I want to get that feeling and stay on that. 
next city different feeling like you know that's what i'm trying to do so man we'll see hmm. we'll see so i have to end the podcast with bonnet or a durag which one do you prefer because I know you had the little, like, twisties going on, the little Duke started five haircut. You're right. Listen, <laughs> I've had a bonnet for a long... It's been a while since I needed a do-rag. I've always had my hair grown on since, like, I want to say five years now. I cut my hair down a little recently. I want to say, like, a, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Hair was down. I was back on my do-rag phase, but I grew my hair back out again. So I got to go with the bonnet, man. Mm-hmm. The bonnet, I love my curls. Man. I have my, you know what I'm saying? I got to show girls how it's done. My new growth is impeccable. Can I just tell your embarrassing story really quick? Which one? Remember that time when you were at my house and <laughs> your girl um, permed your hair? Is she? <laughs> oh yeah. Your hair fell out. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And like it didn't really fall out, but it was like straight and spiky. Oh yeah. I was oh, weak. Man. I, I mean, was listen, so man. Weak. Back then, I was trying a lot of different things, man. You were. You were experimenting. I was experimenting. I'm talking about since then, my hair's come a long way. I'm talking about growing out, put, made it brown tips, all this stuff. I, uh, man, you I did, did a lot. brown tips? I have. When did you do that? That was like two summers ago. I had my top of my hair was brown. Yep. I not remember that. I got, wow. Yeah, man. I did a lot of... Mm. <laughs> Even now, I'm thinking about coloring it, but I'm just like, I don't know, man. Please we'll see. don't. See? You look fine now. Just, just leave it. We'll see. I'm trying to grow a beard now, you know. Mm-hmm. It's whatever, but slowly we'll but surely it's yeah. coming along yeah, it's been a little long it's I feel connected. like I've been growing it for a long time so I feel uh-huh. like this is babyness but it's whatever we're gonna try we're gonna see what's up okay well it was such a pleasure having you on the show Dev thank you for coming through Anytime. thank you for having me it was a pleasure no problem so thank you all for listening and until next time stay tuned <laughs>